So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. Because if you poll a woman from 20 to 35 or 40, she was like, this, he got to make a certain amount of money. He got to make a certain amount of money. But you told, when you pull a woman over 40, 40 to 55, 60, my, my client, I don't give a fuck how much money he makes. Because she's making money. That's a fact. She's making money. See, the, think about it. The paradigm shifts when at the end of the day, the only reason somebody 20 to 30, 35 want money is because they think money's going to make them happy. Mm-hmm. They think having money is going to make them happy. Money gives me more options? Sure it does. You think having a bigger house is going to create a home? It's not. Having a bigger house ain't going to create a home. Having just a bigger space to y'all hate each other. And what I tell them is this. Listen, I said, money is not, money is simply a satisfier. You believe, that's why I tell my clients, get rid of the fucking list. First thing you come to me with a list, throw that shit, burn that shit up. That was a list of what they want. Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit. Your host, Tyshawn Jackson, live and in effect, we're here. My co-host, Ryan Ketchins. You know what's crazy, man? I feel like it's been a minute, man. It's yeah. been a minute since we done blazed up the mic, so we're about to go crazy on this one. <laughs> I can already tell. Yes. He's ready to let loose right now. <laughs> yes. It's always special when we got an OG sitting here with us on the platform, because it's going to be that type of episode for you. I'm sitting here with a brother who has authored eight books now. Eight books. He's authored eight books. And crazy metric, y'all has saved <laughs> 297 relationships uh, no, and no, counting. 297,000. No, 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 no. Oh, Jordan 97. I ain't going to get on your line. I'm like, That's how hard it is to save relationships. But first of all, 297 is hell already. So you on the way to 297,000. We sitting here with the big dog, Coach Cam. Welcome to Holly Initiative, my man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best, man. I thank you for having me. You know, we've been trying to work this out for a minute. Yeah, and um, get down here in the studio because listen. First off, I got to tell you something. Yeah. Before we started, real shit. I I I appreciate what you're doing, Um, and the reason I do is because it's hard enough getting our people to come together to believe in something. Uh, but you guys are doing it quite well, and um, and man, you getting some some dynamite guests, and I I just feel like being on the stage, the same state, same couch, yeah, as Judge Tola. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit, crazy, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. crazy man. <laughs> All right, so you know, so I wanna I wanna just say thank you guys. No, nah, listen, we thank you too for for, for coming up here with us and and uh, putting us on a game that you' about to put us on here because right. listen, the reason we make sure before we get anybody on here. I'm very curious to hear your perspectives because I got some things that I want to communicate. I got some topics that I need to communicate specifically with you that I've heard you spit about. Okay. And 
We gotta let's get, get straight into it, man. Yeah. Because we gotta, we, we in this, as you know, right now we in the midst. We got the guns loaded. We got our helmet on. We in the middle of this gender war popping off right yeah. now. He was talking about this yes. right before the show even started, Absolutely. right? I want, I want you, I want to know if this is a, a, a real solution because this is now being moved around in the space. This idea, do you think it's actually a viable solution? For black men and black women to actually now start looking outside of their race to build a happy home. Do I think it's a viable solution for them? To is that outside? something that we should be considering at this point? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, some people will disagree with that. But let me say why. Because, see, the truth of the matter is we are a part of one race, the human race. And, you know, although I love my black women, my black men, but true... But see, if we want to take this on a spiritual level, and yo, people say I'm part preacher, part asshole, part coach. <laughs> so I'm going to be all of them on this, on this stage. But see, the truth is, but when God created man, he didn't say I created white man, black man, Asian man. And when he created, when he said the love of all of them, love was the greatest of all, he didn't say loving just black people, blacks loving blacks. So that being the case... I truly believe it's a viability for either a black man finding another woman outside his race and a black woman finding another man outside her race. Because look, y'all, listen to what I'm going to tell you. You cannot help who you love, but you can help how you love. And so what we're going to talk about, if we're going to really talk about it is, is do I limit my capacity to love to just somebody who has the same skin tone as me? I say no. I say no because... Because let's not be let's not be disingenuous. Before it's all over, all of it gonna be a mixture anyway. <laughs> we're all going to that whole mixture of we're not a hundred percent anything. Because what are we doing? We we are co-creating with all the races, other cultures, and so to limit yourself to one race, I'm just gonna be honest. I, I you know, some people would disagree. Well, I don't really give a fuck, but no. <laughs> well, look, we got a surprise guest. We got Dr. Omar Johnson coming right. out the back. <laughs> I mean, okay, he got his own opinion. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, he got his and I got mine. And, and he says some shit that just I don't want to get into that. I mean, some of the things he says, I agree with some I don't. But you know, when he said that uh masculine men are supposed to have more than one woman. I mean, and I said to myself, mm. I said, first off, that shit sounds stupid. As smart as he is, because think about this, your masculinity or alpha male is nothing more than a personality trait. It is, per it is personality behavior traits we associate with an individual. So why is it that your personality traits mean that you have more women than a beta male personality traits that are different than this man? That shit was stupid as hell. I mean, I'm just, just. Uh, I'm like, I, I know I ain't here for that. So you, no, you, we want all the smoke, <laughs> right? So, so you, so you saying that at no point in time should should a any man have more than one woman? Here's what I believe. Mm. I believe, and I'm glad you asked that. My wife might disagree, but I believe this. I believe, and you know, and I do follow the Bible. I mean, and I am a Christian. And back in the Old Testament, you know, somebody came on on my podcast because I was talking about how you know, a man would be one woman or whatever. And he was like, well, back in the Old Testament, they had, they had multiple wives. You know, David had multiple wives. Abraham Saul, had multiple Abraham, wives. Abraham had multiple wives. But then what I said was this, that was the law of the land then. But then the Bible talks about living by the law of the land. If our land says you have one wife, you have one wife. So let's go back and ask, let, let's go back and then he, since you pointed out to me, there were men who had multiple wives, let's, let's point out the men who had one. Adam had one, right? 
Okay, uh, Noah, did he have one? Did he have multiple wives? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I mean, and so what I did was point out the men that had one wife. And so if you want to have an argument, if you want to find some, it's just like research. We can always find a subset to fit our narrative. And for me, it's like, all right, let me find something to fit my narrative. And so what I think is, is sure, if you want multiple wives, okay, well, go live in Africa where you can get multiple wives. Mm. Go live somewhere else where you can get multiple wives. Here, the law of the land says one wife. And what we're talking about, I get what we're talking about individuals. Now, let me, let me, let me just keep this shit on. All right, just keep it a buck. So they say most women, a lot of women are faithful, would you say? Would you say? When they get in a relationship, when they get in a relationship, would you say that some women are faithful? They appear some women, yes. You say you some women. Most of some. Women. That was, that was right, two right, different right, questions right, right there. Some okay. women are faithful. Some women. Let's they say appear, some. Appear to be. Let's say they some. Appear to be. All right. Okay. Some okay. Would like, you say, would you say more men are unfaithful? More men are unfaithful than women? Yes. Would you say? I mean, general, My general Generally, thought I would say be, so, yeah. yeah. General thought. They did a study yeah. on it, and they said 23% of men, they had to study. I don't know the parameters, but when I was 23% of men cheat, 19% of women cheat. So they ain't that I ain't, okay. I mean, they be doing these surveys. I ain't signed shit. I'm like, what you say? Like, who is, who is doing these surveys? Like, who is getting surveyed? Who is doing Go ahead. Right. I want to hear this. And so here's my, here's my thought. My, here's, my, here's my thought. So some people are on the assertion, under the assertion that it's easy for a woman to be faithful than a man. Some people say that, right? Some men say that. Shit, we, you know, you know, I just got to go out and do this and all that. And I say, well, okay, you make this assertion based on what? What do you make it on? You make it based on because here's why we make the assertion. Think about it. Because it starts with conditioning and programming. So I'm going to get into the mind. I've studied the mind for many years. So from the age when you were zero, the third trimester in your mother's belly, to the age of seven years old, you don't have a subconscious mind. There are two parts of your brain, your subconscious programming and your conscious programming. Your conscious mind is your logical thinking, your conscious, the facts you see every day, your conscious thinking. Well, your subconscious mind, think of it like your computer. Your computer is your, where your memories are stored your wisdom and your experiences, your feelings, all of the things you feel. Think of it like you're uh, a computer where you store everything that you know about the world, right? So from age zero to seven years old, my subconscious mind is being created, right? I look to my world around me to determine how I should feel about the world. If I'm in a toxic, if I see toxicity at home, that's what I'm going to take with me. That's what my subconscious program begins to download. So what happens when you're a male child, Watch this. From zero to seven, what do they ask you? Yay. Got the girlfriends? Got your girlfriend in school? Yeah, I got me. I got me two girlfriends. They're like, you the man. You the man. So his conditioning is I get rewarded for having multiple girls. Well, what the girl, if you ask a little girl at seven, and you say, do you have any boyfriends? She said, I got two boyfriends. Like, You're like, hell oh, no. Oh, right, right. Hell no. You're a hoe. You do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you follow what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So her subconscious conditioning is that, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be with one person, have this picket fence, get married. And so now we grew up to 20, 30 years old, unknowing that our subconscious programming has been formed. We're operating off a program, so the man grows up saying, you know what? I'm supposed to go out here and fuck, all right? I'm just saying. And so you don't think about it because it's subtle. It's in your DNA. It's in your programming. 
right? You don't think about it like that. But that's where it comes from. And then women want to be, they want one guy. I always tell people, I tell my wife this all the time. A woman doesn't just end up being a hoe. Mm. A, a woman took a left turn on the route to love and ended up being a hoe. Because what, what, what do you mean happened, by that? Because what happens is she wanted love. She didn't know how to demonstrate it, but so she didn't know how to get it. So what she did was give you the closest thing to it. That was her body. And so when, when I give you my body, what happens is the oxytocin is released. The dopamine is released. And all of a sudden, so I get that closeness, right? I get it. And then now the man pulls away and now he's and so subconsciously, she begins to feel like I'm unworthy of love. But the only time I get it is I give you this body. And so she ends up there. I get it. There, there, there. Now she ends up, her brand has become she the hoe. And now she doesn't know how to get out of this, this perpetual cycle. But she's really looking for love. Because mm. every human being, the number one need for human beings is the need for significance. I don't give a fuck who it is. We will do things to get significance. You guys do this podcast for significance. Right. Because you help people, you impact people. It gives you emotional fulfillment to do it. I get significance when I help people get in relationships. The reason I know the number 297, because every time I think about it, I get significance. I get emotional satisfaction. It, want, it makes me want to keep doing what I'm doing. And that's what it is, y'all. You, she took a left turn en route to love and ended up in hoes on. That's what it is. So ended up in the hoes parking lot. <laughs> so based on this logic, are you saying that, you know, women should be concerned about how many men they sleeping with or should they, you know, be more so sexually liberated? I think you, I think you're grown, be more sexually liberated, but let me ask you, I'm going to answer that question with a question. And I tell them this and they asked me this question. I did a video about this. They said, coach, when should I sleep with him? Sleep with the guy. Okay. I'm going to break this shit down to you. And I say, well, okay, you can sleep with him tomorrow if you want to, you're grown, right? But I said, before I answer that question, let me ask you a question. What is your relationship goal? If your goal is to just have fun for the night, fuck, see if it's good, fuck away, <laughs> all right? But if your goal is a relationship, I would advise you not to do it. Not right away, and here's why. I know you're sexually liberated. Be sexually liberated. But what you don't understand about the man is this, and I broke this down. I said, each person has a personal brand, much like Gucci, Prada, much like Nike, anybody, a brand is something, a brand is something that we're willing to pay for because we believe that it has value, right? Correct. Yeah. We believe, I buy Nikes, I buy Jordans, pay three, four, five hundred dollars for it because the person, the person that buys it believes that the value is in buying that name, right? When you have sex, each one of us has a personal brand. You and I have talked about you before we did this. We talked about building your brand, right? Mm -hmm. You have a brand, and the more you do, the more valuable your brand gets, right? Now, what the woman is, she has a personal brand. A brand is nothing more than who you are, what you do, and what makes you different. Okay. Now, if the woman has sex with him early on. Her brand becomes tainted because the mental perception of the brand is it is not as valuable because you just gave me the push on the first night. Now your brand gets diminished because he never gets to know who you are. He just knows you the pussy delivery girl. Hey, he gonna call you up, text you up, yo, come to next Netflix and chill. And you go over there thinking, I'm going to just show him, I'm going to give him, I'm going to do everything for him. Listen to this, I'm, 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 I'm going to really kick some real game to you right now. Women think 
that if I do it more for him, listen, like that if I, if I pick up his kids, if I give him as much sex as he wants, if I turn him out, if I'm, I show him I'm that ride or die chick, I'm that chick, right? And the more I do, they think that I'm going to get his affection. But that ain't how men operate. And y'all can tell me this. Watch this. A man doesn't commit to the woman for what she does for him. She, he, she, he commits to her based on who she is to him. Now watch this. If I look at that same woman and I look at a woman who nurtures me, empowers me, helps me to grow, supports me, all of a sudden, my, my, the way I look at her brand becomes different. So I put her in a different category. And that's why I tell the women, listen, show him your value, but it ain't based on just the physical connection. And so to answer your question, long story short, I answer your question, you can have sex if you want to, body mm -hmm. count or not. But at some point, at some point, your brand is being tainted or being judged by how many times you sleep with a guy. I'm just being real. That's a fact. <clears throat> I can agree with that, man. As a matter of fact, look, look, I, want, I, want to, I want to take it in a different direction as well. Um, because actually it's not to stay, keeping it for the ladies game for the ladies. It's funny. Ryan actually got crucified on a cross a few months back when he said he liked <laughs> to date women in a mid to, uh, uh, mid to early twenties. Right. Okay. Well, well no, yeah. like they early to mid twenties, okay. 21 to 25, 21 to 25. Yeah. He said he liked to date women. Right. Okay. I actually saw you putting the ladies up on game and the, you, you gave him like the opposite. You, you pretty much was telling them to think more like Ryan, the older ladies. Cause you said that older women should actually look to date younger men. Yeah, I have no problem. Absolutely. Wow. Now, this is not, that was really, wow. that was interesting to that me. That is interesting. Because first of all, it's just crazy. Whenever it comes to an older woman dating a younger man, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, it's like she getting her groove back and shit. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. She like the shit. If I, if I older dude say some shit like that, it's very predatory. Deep but in general, yeah. But it, Even though everybody know that, that that is true. Like, that, a, that, a 25-year-old, break down why that's true. A 25-year-old, wait, you, what's true? But when you say why, what's true? Why both parties want it. Facts. So let me explain this to you. Um, I didn't say she should. I said she should keep that option open in dating a, a younger man. And here's why. Because what an older woman may be looking for, and we older could be she might be 40, he might be 35. Older might be 45, 40. I, I don't know what it is. Now, I'm not saying generational, like 40, she 40, and he 20. I'm not saying that. That's just a booty call. But what I'm saying is, see... Here's the reason why. Because women at a certain age dating a, a younger guy, what are they looking for? Let's look at behind the scenes. I look at the psychology of it. Mm. What you're looking for is what you're attracted to is the virility of a younger man. If it is the youthfulness, it's not the age. It's the younger guy. It's what the younger man represents. He represents virility. He represents youthfulness. He's, he represents the, the, the energy that I'm wanting for me at this point in my life. That's why I'm attracted to it. That's why I tell older guys, get your ass in shape. I work out every day. When I lost, when I weighed 420 pounds and I wow. lost 170 pounds, I said, listen, get your ass in shape. Become that youthful virility that she wants. Same thing. And so that's the reason why she wants that. Same thing for men. Men want the exact same thing. They want the youthfulness, the virility of a younger woman. All right. And so what older women do is because their body don't look the way it used to look. Right. 
Because the truth of the matter, all the shit gonna change. That that 20, eventually you're gonna change. And then what happens is in the different stages of love, if you ever get to that point, then you transcend the physical. You transcend to the emotional and the spiritual. For like me, my wife is still beautiful to me. We've been together uh, almost, we've been married 21 years. We've been together 27. According to her, we've been together 30-something, but that's another (laughs) statement. We'll get on that another time. But she's beautiful to me. And so what happens is our, now, is she 20? No, but she's still beautiful because our love has transcended that. She's still attracted to me. We still have sex a lot. I told her, look, you gotta get out, you gotta suck my dick. And she was like, I'm like, listen, she was like, why you always gotta get your dick sucked? I mean, I like, it's something about a man when he get his dick sucked. That's so true. That's so true. When you look at her head down there, like. It's like a massage or something. When she see this, she gonna be like, what? She gonna be like, oh my God, you see but but that's the reality. So I think what it, what it, what it boils down to is she's looking for the virility and the youthfulness in the man, and it's not really the age. Now she might think it's the age, but she can might maybe can she can't identify what it is she wants, what she's looking for. But that's what it is. Now see a big a big thing that comes up in this conversation mm-hmm. is manipulation yeah. and the intent to manipulate. Okay. And I, I hear you breaking down game on this too, right? About no. manipulation. Yes. I, first of all, I want to ask you this just in general, just to kind of get your perception here first. Okay. First of all, who do you think it manipulates more, men or women? I got a personal opinion about that. I, I say you definitely. Agree. definitely <laughs> I think women, women, they start manipulating from a very, uh, very young age. It's like they don't necessarily even know they're doing it, but they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, women are good. It, it just comes by. A, a, little hey, da- a little daughter can manipulate her father. Hold on, oh, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. Real talk. Y'all remember this one? Let me stick the head in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, y'all. Dude, come on, man. That's y'all gotta be kidding me, man. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm telling you. No, women when they manipulate on a way higher level than that. I'm just saying, how many people that got pregnant, just let me stick the head in. I mean, just okay, so what I'm saying. What about what about I don't usually do this, but I don't know. Right. All right. So here's what I'm gonna say. All right, all right. This is what I'll say. Um, nowadays, that number has probably gotten more closer because um, women see, have a different perspective a lot now. Um, I, think, I think growing up, um, men manipulate more. I still think men, men manipulate more. I mean, I, a matter of fact, all the men I've coached, see, I coach men too. All the women I coach, and, and I remember before I became Coach Ken, I was Ken. All right? And so all of the manipulation I did, shit I said, and I think about it now. Um, the reason why my, my ladies are so good at getting in relationships is because they got Coach Ken. So when, they, when he says something, I instantly know what the fuck it is. I instantly, I was like, oh, no, I manipulate you. When he says this, I'm going to give you, is this low-key manipulation? <laughs> when a dude says, you know, I just want us to kick it, see how it goes, see what happens. Okay, I get, I get what it is. I want to see what happens, right? I want to say, we don't need no title. We don't need none of that, right? right? So it might not start out as manipulation, but I still want to fuck. Right. Okay? That right there is the prime manipulation. So he don't want you to go out and fuck. 
So I tell them, I say, okay, because what he's doing is he wants to keep his options open and not make you the priority, and we just kick it. And I tell them, that's fine. Let's do that. But what we're going to do is I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to keep my priorities open. Mm. We're just going to kick it, but we ain't going to kick it. We're going to kick it without sex. Now, we, now no, notice how everything just changes when we just kicking it. We're just going out. We're just trying to find out who each other, we're just trying to find out who we are if that's what we're doing. But we ain't, we don't take sex off the table, okay? <laughs> notice how the whole shit just changed. It does. Yeah. It does change. Because I want to fuck. kicking shit. No more. Right. Right. We don't want, I don't really want to kick it no more. So <laughs> now you just found out what his true intentions were. Right. Right? And so now you can move on. And so, but the, so the, now the manipulation, what most women do is they say, they agree to that very phrase. Let's just see what happens, right? And so in seeing what happens, you begin doing the things of a relationship, sex, doing things for him, i.e. without the accountability of the relationship, right? And then you're thinking, what the woman is thinking is, is that, wow, we are moving closer to a relationship. And the truth of the matter is, no, you're not. You're actually moving further away from a relationship. But now what you've done is you've taken yourself down the emotional rabbit hole. And now you've gotten into this emotional rabbit hole where you're believing something. And then all of a sudden, he was where he's love bombing you at first, telling you every morning text, that morning text, oh, beautiful, how are you? And then all of a sudden, I think I don't fuck once or twice, he don't say nothing. And now, and now he begins to breadcrumb you. I call it minimum wage you. Mm. He give you minimum wage, just enough to keep you, keep you hooked. And now what happens is you begin, this is the emotional spiral you go down. Then the woman believes, what did I do? What happened? What went wrong? He's not doing what he was doing. He wasn't, he was, he's not doing it. And I wasn't, and then they begin to internalize it. And then they start asking him, what's going on? What's going on? And the truth of the matter is, this is what he wanted to do all along. Mm. Yeah. That's the manipulation. Now, I see that shit a million times. I'm gonna be honest with you, Ken. That's a million. That's manipulation, and it does happen. Like you, you, you breaking out like the you know the basic tactics of a player, like yeah, and even an early player, like beginning. <laughs> and but see, it is very few players that's executing that. But see, that but see that's that's what I was about to get to because Ken sounds like Ken was a player. I mean, I did, I did some things that wasn't <laughs> what, what, wasn't agree. My wife wouldn't agree. She know about it now. Yeah, I did some shit that was fucked up. I did. I hurt. I'm going to tell y'all before I go to the story of how I got to become come Coach Ken. And uh, I, had, I had done a lot of things. I told a lot of lies. I, and then one day I was reflecting. And really what happened was I changed my life and I wanted to live for God. I always tell people when pussy became, when my purpose became more important than pussy. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, I gave my life to Christ and I said, God, I want to. And, and it kept bothering me, all of the women that I had lied to. All of my just... And I had just, we had had sex and then they were, their self-esteem was just messed up. And then one day, you know, one day I was driving to, I was in Greensboro, North Carolina, I was driving to Winston-Salem. This is real, real, real smoke, real talk. And I, and I want to get this story on camera because it just, it changed my life. Um, I, I had already started changing. You know, I was, I'd already started, I was actually already married then. But I had, before I got married, you know, five, six years before I got married, I decided I was going to just focus on one woman. I was done. And I was. But I was driving. I had gotten married. And I believe when God's got another purpose for you, <clears throat> sometimes it ain't going to appear like you think it should. So I'm driving, and I hear something in my ear. 
that says, call Joel. I'm like, you know how you, you, know how you might hear something <laughs> looking around like, ain't nobody in this car but me. And I, and I just discarded it. I'm like, I hadn't talked to Joel in, 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 in years. And I, I drove some more. I was like, nah. And, and I felt it said, call Joel again. I could hear it, like literally like we talking. Then I'm like, God, stop tripping. I'm not calling Joel. I kept, it was a 30, it was a 40 minute drive. And I heard it one more time. This is what I did. I knew, I knew what this was. I picked up the phone and I called Joel. And I said, Joel, this is Ken Kenya. And she paused. Because the last time I talked to her, she was booing. I had, I had lied. And I said, before you, would you give me 30 seconds to say something? And I said, I said, Joel, I am sorry. I apologize for every lie that I've ever told you. Every time that I've always wanted you to believe something that wasn't, I'm sorry. Forgive me for the way I've made you feel, forgive me for everything that I've done. And I, and I, all I, I only thing I know is to say that I'm sorry. Y'all, it was a pause. Pause. I was like, oh shit, why did I do this? About 10 seconds into it, I hear this yell. She just started boo-hooing, crying. I mean, when I tell you, it came from the depths of her soul. And I was like, God, why, why would you? She, and she cried probably, probably for about two, three minutes. And when she got through crying, she said these words. She says, thank you. Mm. All this time, I thought it was me. I thought it was something wrong with me. And she said, thank you, because I thought that I was not good enough. And I realized at that moment, my purpose my purpose was to do what I'm doing today. Now, it took me a minute to walk into this um, because me and my wife had to put our relationship back together, a whole bunch of stuff. But that was the thing. That was the moment that I knew that I was going to be Coach Ken one day. Because I was like, damn, how many other women out there are fucked up just like this? And me and Ron need to hit the phones after this. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got a list of at least 20, 30 of them right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not telling all. I didn't have to call all of them back. Right, right. But I think, the main one. I think that one was symbolic of me obeying God and me walking into a new area in my life, a new, a new, um, just a new thing, man, a new thing, uh, a new level, and that's that's how I am. See, so you was he went you went from toxic can to coach can. I like that. So you yeah, had a whole yeah. transformation. Hell of a transformation. Give me this because I want to I want to talk about this too. I think this this is great. Give me like one or two major identify identifiers for the ladies that they about to deal with a toxic brother. That like this is a toxic brother, and then give me the other side one or two for the men too because we got to be able to identify identify it as well. Okay, um, I give you a couple uh, toxic uh, man. Number one, when a man wants to control everything you do. Like, where you at? What you doing? Mm -hmm. Where you been? Uh, who you talking to? I mean, when you get a man that's that. Another one is when a man wants to be girlfriend, boyfriend in two days. Like when, you know, we don't even know each other when it's like, oh, you my lady. I'm your lady. That's Damn. definitely toxic. That, you know, that can be a toxic <laughs> one too. Um, you my lady, and I know the one about control, those two situations are definitely, uh, can be toxic. Now, a player don't have to be toxic. Just because I'm a player don't mean I'm a toxic. 
I'm toxic. Toxicity are something, when you think of something toxic, toxic is something that poisons you, right? Whenever you're in a relationship with someone and it poisons you, like when he begins to isolate you from family, friends, what you used to do, who you used to hang with, then that becomes toxic, okay? When he needs to know every move you make, everything you do, all of that, this it becomes toxic. Those are those are two, just to give you two off the rip. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are good. Now the ladies, they can okay. be also be toxic. As a, they can be toxic as hell. Help, help our men out. Spendaholic. When you with a lady who one. I know, I know you like, oh, spendaholic. When she is a disregard for anything you do financially. Everywhere you go, if you go into, she went right, can you run into the um, uh, convenience store and pick up something? She's like, where the money at? Okay, give me, let me get that. And she's not willing to invest in any of that. All right, everything is all about you spending, all about you taking me here, all about this. You got to buy me this. I saw on Instagram, this girl said, you got to buy me a house. You y'all see that post? Yeah. Talking to oh, dude, yeah, yeah, You got to buy me a house. she want to say her man, her man her a house. house. And I'm like, that's going to be toxic. It's hell. I already saw that. It's toxic. Yeah, that's know. extremely toxic. Spendaholic, I like that. Spendaholic is, is toxic. And then I think, um, then the other toxic, there are many of them, but I'll give you another one, is the negaholic. The negaholic? The, the negaholic. I thought I liked it. I like the sound of that one. Yeah. <laughs> the negaholic is the, there's the woman that, woe is me no matter what. You always going to see what you're doing because she believes the worst in everything. Worst uh, because the lens that I went, I'm looking at the lens of this current relationship through the lens of my past. Oh, so, yeah. So now you cheating, you, you over here grinding, y'all building a brand, but you, why you up in the studio so long? Why right. you up in, and the negaholic is really combined with the insecureaholic. But the difference with the negaholic is I can get the insecureaholic because that could be based on trauma. That's not necessarily toxic, but it could be. Negaholic. Nega. Not, okay, got it. I got it. I get it now. Negaholic. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was neckaholic. <laughs> that can also be toxic. No, like, that can that, also be toxic. I like, that, that, that's what I like the that, sound of that one. The neckaholic can be toxic too. Right, I'm right, 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 right now. Well, you know what? The neckaholic. The neckaholic can lead can lead to the controlling dude. Right. Like, where you at? You know, so when does a man know a woman is going overboard in some of the things that she might, you know, be, whether it's being facetious or, you know, side comments and things like that? So I'm going to give you, which, which, is, which is, this is a negative, um, this is a negative trait of a woman. I didn't know she's toxic. I call her the, emas the emasculator-holic. I just throw the holic on there. Yeah. Right. But I call her the emasculator. Um, and the emasculator woman is, think about it like this. There are women out there who are making tons of money. Because you remember back in the day, even before your time, even before my time, when I was young, um, the woman stayed at home and she would, would be the homemaker. Mom was there when you got home from school or whatever. Then mom started working. Mom started making her own money. And women are, women are making more money than ever. Women yep. control 78% of the buying decisions in America. And so what happens is, is now in the business world, the masculine energy, we all have masculine and feminine energy, but women are adopting more masculine energy to be successful in this masculine grid of business, mm -hmm. right? And so the problem happens is when, because now when I adopt this masculine energy, go get it, ambition, driven, making decisions direct to the point, 
Those are traits of masculine energy. It works well in business. But when she comes home, it does not work well because she does not know how to balance the energy, right? And so as a masculine man, here's the problem. Is when a, a masculine woman brings that energy home, a masculine man looking at masculine energy coming from another man, he knows how to deal with it. He knows what to expect. Either I confront it or I back away from it. Okay, I, we if you, if I see masculine energy in you, I know what to how to handle that. Either yeah. way, you get in the you get either the way. I know it's definitive. Face, so. right, right. What I'm going to do, right? <laughs> but when a man sees masculine energy coming out of a female vessel that he loves, especially. He doesn't know what to do with it. Mm. Some men retreat and say, man, I ain't going to say shit. I'm going to just leave it alone, right? Mm. Some men, I'm going to argue with it because that's what we do with masculine energy. And so either way, it's not good for the relationship because she's not balancing that, right? So when you get a woman who starts emasculating men, what happens is you stay in this energy and now you begin viewing the man through this emasculine lens. See, I told y'all he was stupid. I told y'all he wasn't getting shit done. I told y'all he wasn't handling business. I told y'all this and I told y'all that. And what happens is now the woman who is an emasculator doesn't really like who he is. They will say shit like this. I want a leader. I want a man that leads. But they won't let him lead. Mm. They won't allow him to lead. So because like I always tell a man, if you relinquish your leadership ability, she has to give it back. You can't take it. Because once you decide that I'm going to allow her to lead, she has to relinquish that. And what happens is wow. now she believes that her way works because it's worked, in the, it's worked in the financial sector, it works in the masculine grid of business. And now I'm beginning telling the man what to do. He's not operating like me. He's not doing it like me. And then the man feels like I'm not enough. He gets, that, I, that's truly toxic. When yes. you can poison him to the point where it now damages his self-worth. yes. So you know sex is not happening. Yes. You know love is not happening. I, he feels like I'm not enough. No matter what I, how many men you know ever said something like this, no matter what I do, it ain't enough. And that mean, and that that, wow. that now affects him even wow. outside of his relationship. I'm yes. sure that affects his, wow. just his ability to perform and be assertive and aggressive sure. in business, trust his decision-making and his decisiveness yes. in just different areas of his life. So that is truly toxic. I think that masculine is probably one of the worst of the it is. toxic that you say. They, they all got they all got they they share though. Yeah. It, they all they all come with some <laughs> some shit with them. So I agree, agree. <laughs> it, it's so the thing is, I, I do believe that it's a lot of men in unhappy marriages. Women, of, of course, as well. Yes. But I think a lot of it is the man getting stepped on, you know, being emasculated in these relationships. Sure. Sure. And I would imagine that if you was in that type of situation, it would probably be very difficult for you to share that with a friend. Uh, or some guys that could potentially help you get out the situation. So if they were to come to you in one of these private sessions right. and they like, yo, and they, do, and they do, I believe it. And my woman is shitting on me and I can't right. take it anymore, but I don't know what to do. How would you advise them to get out of the relationship or just to maybe, maybe if it's not even get out of the relationship, what would, what would be your counsel for them? My counsel is number, number one, let me, I have to figure, I do a discovery session and I have to figure out how you ended up here. Cause you didn't, you, you, you're telling me the result of what happened. See, everybody tells me the result of it. So I have to go back, all the way back sometimes to their childhood, most times. And I see, oh, how did we arrive here? How did you, how did you get to the point where you're even allowing it? How do you get to the psyche to, believe, to start believing it, to adopt this? And so once I, once I assess, oh, 
oh, this is how we got it because I saw dad do it. I saw dad, I saw dad do the same thing. Okay. Now I understand I've got a conditioning, I've got a programming to see I go along to get along. All right. And so once I identify, then I create a plan to say, I say, well, what do you want to happen? Because a lot of people come to me, they just want to feel better. And I say, well, okay, I get you want to feel better, but I need you to really deep inside. And by this time, men, y'all, I, I, men come to me. And when they come to me, because I'm a masculine man, like I'm not the kind of, I'm not the kind of dude that's like, you know, but I have empathy for them. I know what that shit feels like. Right. And when a masculine <laughs> man has empathy for you, like say, brother, I get it. I feel you. And I'm not saying it in a feminine way, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying I'm wrapping my arms around you saying, I understand this. I understand you. Let me help you get out of this. They feel that. They, they are not, I'm not, a, I'm not a feminine dude. I'm not a dude out here fucking everybody. I'm a dude with a real relationship, with real problems, real trying to get money out here. And I'm not, and, and, and so, so what I do is create a plan and say, here's how we can get there. And, it, and some of it's going to involve your, your lady. And so you got to do some things that I'm going to tell you to do. And so we craft a plan. And so I always tell you people, I always tell people, listen to this. People don't forget this. There are two people in a relationship. One person can change the relationship. One person. Now, one person can be the catalyst to change. Because when I say change you and the world will follow, the reason why your husband or your wife is interacting with you the way that they're interacting with you is based on the perception that they have about you. Mm. If that perception changes, their behavior changes. Notice what I just said. I'll, I'll prove it to you guys. Say you get a guy that you can hang around, happy-go-lucky dude. It's like, it's like, it's our guy, right? But something happens in his life and he becomes the woe is me guy. Every time you see him, woe is me, man, shit bad. And you're, you guys' energy is like way up here. And what would you do? Whereas you used to hang out with the guys, he's real positive. Now all of a sudden, I ain't answering his nah, call. Right. Your behavior changed towards him because he changed. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the same thing happens in relationship. The problem is the person who comes a lot of time isn't willing to change. They want, they're not willing to change. They just want the other person to change. And so I'll give you this quote right here, man. Women come to me when they want to gain something. They want to gain a relationship. They want to gain a new love. Men come to me when they don't want to lose something. Mm. They don't want to lose their relationship, their family. It's, the diff it's just the way we think. It's different in the way we think. So when a man comes to me, most times he coming because he don't want to lose that lady. He don't want to lose this, his family. He don't want to lose this or that. And I help him restore it or retain it. And see, that's, I think that mindset, I think we do have that mindset um, for the most part, which is, I think, why most women are filing for divorce. Yeah. Like we not most women do file for divorce. Yeah, like it's it's not us that's thinking. Like if anything, we not trying to really lose the family and right. lose the home, lose the assets. Really, and bring embarrassment and shame onto our, our pride is gonna avoid us from even wanting that shame to come upon us. True. Um. So that that that's a really that's a really good mindset. I like that, man. Women looking to gain, men trying to stop, prevent from loss. Yeah. Now we asked a, a question recently that um, I think it was a pretty 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 viral post. It's, uh, we posted we asked women how much money 
should a man make, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to be considered for a serious relationship. Okay. So when you're dealing with these couples, what's the what is the 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 financial dynamic typically of a healthy relationship? Is the man making a, a lot of more money than a than a woman, or is a woman making money, or what's the situation? So it's funny, man. This is this 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 is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever, because if you poll a woman from twenty to thirty five or forty, she was like, "This he got to make a certain amount of money. He got to make a certain amount of money." But you told when you poll a woman over 40, 40 to 55, 60, my, my client, I don't give a fuck how much money he makes. Because she's making money. That's a fact. She making money. See, the think about it, the paradigm shifts when at the end of the day, the only reason somebody 20 to 30, 35 want money is because they think money's going to make them happy. Mm. They think having money is going to make them happy. Money gives me more options, sure it does. You think having a bigger house gonna create a home? It's not. Having a bigger house ain't gonna create a home. Having just a bigger space to y'all hate each other. And what I tell them is this: Listen, I said money is not money is simply a satisfier. You believe that's why I tell my clients: Get rid of the fucking list. First thing you come into me with a list, throw that shit, burn that shit up. That was a list of what they want. Right? Yeah, list of what they want. <laughs> burn that shit up. I said, because number one, the only reason you have the list is because you believe it's going to make you happy. And the truth is the list don't make you happy. It's what we believe. And then I say, so I break it down to what's really going to make you happy. And at the end of the day, when you're over 40 and you got money and you realize living in a big house by yourself ain't going to make you happy. Mm. When you realize that I got a nice car, I got the latest car, $100,000 car ain't going to make me happy. Then you realize what really matters and so the financial part of it is it's just that they think that's going to make them happy. I get it. We got to be financially stable because if we broke a shit, we, we're in survival mode. And when you get in survival mode, survival mode makes you hate everything and everybody associated with the survival of that mode. And that includes the one who's in it with you. Facts. You know? And so that's why a lot of relationships don't work when they ain't got no money because you're in survival mode. It's not the money. It's the mode you're in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so once you get out of that mode, all of a sudden the person looks different. That's why they always think about, because the number one need for women, number one need for women is the need for security. That's their number one need, need for security. Um, financial, emotional security, right? And physical too. But we, I just said that's a given. <coughs> uh, emotional and financial security, number one need. When they don't have to worry about that, when they don't have to worry about financial security, okay, now we can worry about emotional, you treat me right, right? I don't, got, I don't have the prime. I don't have that primal need anymore. Well, the primal need is really emotional security. How does he make me feel? That's why you get in a relationship. All these niggas in Hollywood, you know, got all these relationship ended in divorce. Why? They got money. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> Something else is not happening. The primal need of emotional fulfillment is not being met. Cause listen, here's the deal. Ain't nobody ever gonna tell you this shit because they don't know. Most of the shit I be spitting, most of these relationship coaches don't know. I'm just being honest. And I tell them, when I tell them, the reason why I'm great at this shit is because I understand this. You have to look at it. You have to change your mental dynamics to be in a great relationship if you're going to ever be in one. And I said, the reality is this. What is a relationship? I've defined a relationship as a relationship is an unwritten contract between, between two people who says, I am going to meet your emotional needs. And you ever notice any relationship that breaks up, it's because some emotional need isn't being met. 
And so the be- one of the best relationship books I've ever re- read is his, his Needs, Her Needs. Good I book. read the book yeah. when I was going through a situation with my wife. We were going through 14 years ago. We, we were going to almost get a divorce. And I realized, I was like, damn. So he broke down things in, 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 in hierarchy of 10 emotional needs. And I was like, this is so true. And I've mended it since my own, but, but I like it. And then I say, okay, so when, when I do couples, I say, okay, if one of your emotional needs is sex as a man, and sex is your top three, all right? Because I work with their top three emotional needs because nobody comes perfect, right. right? But on her list, her emotional need of sex is 10. Last on the fucking list. What happens to you when she says, all right, I ain't really concerned about me knows emotion, your, your, your emotional need of sex. Then you say, you not meet my need. You get upset. You get irritated. Then you become resentful because she's not attempting to meet your need, right? Then what do you do? You begin looking outside. Mm-hmm. You begin looking somewhere else. You look at somewhere else to suck your dick, right? Because you say, all I want you to do is suck my dick once a week. I suck my ass fuck, right? <laughs> all right? And then now that emotional need, that contract has been breached. And you say you broke the damn contract. Now, you don't say this consciously. I just, what I do is break it down in a way a fifth grader can understand it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, you, and then they get it and they're like, wow, I'm not meeting her emotional need of attention. Damn. That's why the other nigga got him. And you feel, and, that, and when you get neglected in that way, when that unwritten contract gets breached, like your whole moral compass now gets shift. You feel oh, like yeah. it's yeah. you feel like it is your duty to fuck somebody else. That's fine. <laughs> like you fine. feel like That's it true. is the, you have to do this because you have been you know betrayed in this, this way. That's why the, when the women get caught, when the women get caught cheating, they you know like they, they go in defense mode. Yeah, they go in defense mode. Like it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. They, like, hug, yeah, they you, hug the dude closer. Yeah, <laughs> you made me do this. Yeah. So let me let me put this in perspective. When you say quality of man. Yeah. I want you to help me define that. Because, you know, I think the late Kevin Samuels came up with this uh, whole idea of high value man. Right. right. And we've adopted it since his, 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 his passing. And I want to start there with to answer your question. Um, you know, we, 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 we say high value man. But, but before I do that, tell me what you mean by high value. Well, listen, when, I, when I'm talking about a quality man, I'm talking quality about man. if I if I literally ask any woman to go about firing off at the man, just even from an aesthetic perspective that they'll want, they'll literally all start firing off the same guy. So this is this 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 going to be, again, that's not. The, for the most part, come on now, Ken. He's no, gonna, this no, dude's no. Gonna see, be, see, we're talking two different generations, two different subsets. I, I, I coach younger women and I coach older. So I get it. So I'm looking at the, the mentality is different. And I'll say this. So tell me the difference in between the, the, okay. the younger and the older mentality. For, but first, I'm going to ask you a question about the quality of man woman's weight. Okay. All right. We made the assumption, again, that people, everybody likes the same thing. Like for me, if I was saying I'm married, my woman is plus size, woman size 14. I love, I love bigger women. All right. I have guys that love bigger women. So some men don't. Some men don't. I'm a quality man. I'm a quality man that loves bigger women. So even if I were single, I would not date a small woman. So we cannot, for number one, I don't want to make the assumption that every man wants a certain type of woman, just like every woman wants a certain type of man. All right, I want to start there. 
Second thing, but let's get into size. Um, because I did, a, I did a video, is plus size a plus? Mm. Okay? I did a video, <laughs> is plus size a plus? Great, great caption. Okay, now, why did I do the video? I did the video because a lot of women are under the assessment that their beauty is tied to their weight, right? And sometimes it is. But have you ever seen a woman who may be bigger but still sexy to you? Yeah. I mean, you, I'm sure you have. Yes. Yeah, right. And, and, and but but you but but your preference might be a smaller woman. I tell people this. I said, don't base your value on your the way how much weight you gain if you because someone else said it. Base the value based on how you feel about you. If you feel like you need to lose weight to be your, at your best, damn it, lose weight. If you need to get your hair done, if you need to fix your skin, if you need to fix your teeth, if you need plastic surgery to be at your best because you feel better there, that's what you need to do. We have a food addiction. Yes, people, uh, black women need to get in a fucking gym just like black men do. Absolutely. If you want to be a, and now I'm about to get real deep. Hmm. Now I'm about to get real deep. You, can't, you cannot attract what you want. I don't know whether you believe in the law of attraction or manifestation, but I believe energy is powerful and you attract. You cannot attract what you want. You attract who you are. So, so if I am by nature a positive man, I'm going to by nature attract positive because of my energy. That's how I attracted y'all, okay? By nature, our energy is on the same vibrational frequency. If you want a man who works out, if you want a man that's fine, Damn it, you got to be in that energy. That means you, it's got to be important to you. That means you got to be doing the same thing. If you want somebody on that energy, that frequency about making money, then you got to be doing it. That's why you can't get nobody broke to my, I want a rich man. Y'all ain't even on the same frequency. And so what I tell people is focus on what it is you want. If you want a man who desires somebody with their weight and you're attracted to somebody who's physically fit, then you have to become that. We have to become the thing that we desire. And so if you want a man that's physically fit, if she want to date you, you look like you work out, you want to date you, then she got to be of that mindset, of that energy. Where attention goes, energy flows. Your energy, if it's at the gym body, you ain't going to be attracted to that energy. And that's the difference. That's how that works. What were you thinking, though, about the when you were breaking down the difference between how a younger woman perceive a quality man and an older woman perceive a quality man? You said that there's a clear difference in that, which is what you were kind of getting at. Because in me, I think that for the most part, most women just generally want the same dude. That's and, 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 and well, well, once a woman gets older, doesn't her standard or her, you know, her list of, of wants, don't, don't, don't they decrease a bit? I won't say they change. They change, okay. I won't say it decreases. When she gets older, her, Jesus. when she gets older. She's for anything when she gets older, right? She'll take whatever the fuck she can get. That is what you like. That shit go hell, don't it? I mean, I'll take a post. Hey, he can work at 7 Eleven. He can work at 7 Eleven. No, but it changes. It changes because. As you, as you guys get older, I'm older than y'all. As you get older, you realize the things that are important. You know, when I fought my, when I, I'll give you a prime example. I used to think, you know, if I got me a Rolex watch. When I first started making money, my first purchase, like when I started making a little money years ago, I was like, I want to give me a Rolex. I want to give me a Rolex. I give me, you know, back then, you know, 
Rolex was it because you made it. I got the damn road watch. Paid all that money for the damn watch and it sat and I didn't even wear it. Mm. And I didn't even wear it. And what I realized back then was the importance of what I thought would make me happy versus what actually makes me happy. And so when a woman gets over 40, 45 years old, she's got the experience of life. She can't unsee what she's seen, mm. unhear what she's heard, unexperience what she's experienced. She cannot. But see, the problem is, Ken, that's not the women we dating. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, realistically. I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm to get to that woman. The first woman is she, she her, her um, standards, preferences change. Okay? Let's get to the woman you dating now. How old are you? 30. Okay, so you're a young, young, you're a young fellow. All right, so now, the woman that you're dating now, now, depending on where you are, because you're at 30, you're out here grinding, you're out here progressive, you're out here, both of you guys, good-looking guys, you're out here progressive doing your thing, and you're attractive to them. You're attractive because that energy is attractive, right? That energy of, a, of a, a masculine alpha man going out, getting back in the day when we were in caveman days, alpha man go out and hunt and kill the damn boar. Right? Right. And he might risk getting killed. That's attractive. You guys risking it all to do this. It's attractive. Now, the woman nowadays, her conditioning is different. Whereas before she was raised to want the picket fence, want the house, the husband, all that. Now she's raised to get the bag. She's raised that when they tell her, you go get your bag. You go get your bag. Fuck all that. If nigga can get your bag, you get, you get money. Go get money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right? Thus, now what has she done? She's adopted that masculine mindset, the masculine energy, even at a young age. I see it on YouTube, podcasts, all of that. And what I say to you is this. I say to you is there, every woman is not like that. There, every woman is not like that. And what we've, what we've done, it, just like with men, we've painted a broad brush that every man is like that. Every woman is not like that. There are some young women that I coach who are dynamic. Who are who are they're they're not the ones who are yelling on YouTube. They're not the ones who are talking shit on YouTube. Mm. They're not. But they want a man and they want to go about their business to do it. They're competing too, though. The ones you're talking about are the ones who you notice because we're because men are physical creatures. You notice the ones who got the big old BBL, big old ass. You notice the one who she spends tons of money on getting dolled up. You notice her. All right, so that's the one that you gravitate to. But the one who's going to work every day, she's got natural beauty. You know what? You'll let her ass walk by to see the big ass BBL going by. The shit that's going to be fucked up in 10 years. <laughs> her ass going to be sagging or she's going to be at the doctor. All right. Fucked up. Getting no, I'm, I'm the real talk. Well, we're going to see it happening. You're right. You're going to see it happening. That's well, we it. already see I'm not. I'm not down into cosmetic. I love cosmetic surgery. I've had cosmetic surgery. I lost 170 pounds. I get it. I, I, I get that shit. But what I'm saying is, that's not who you are. We get caught up in our persona, in these people's persona, but that's not who they are. Listen, if I want to get to know you, that's why I teach my people to get past, how to get past that, how to get to know the person for who he is, not the image we project. We all project an image. But there's a man and a woman underneath that people don't know. And so that being the case... You know, everybody's not like that. And I know, and I know that some of the women that you face with, and I and I get it. And they and they being told so many lies. Right. You gotta require him. 
he got to take you out every time. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> they got this, they, they, they are living in, in, in this, this fantasy world. Fantasy world. They're living in a fantasy world. I told, yeah. I tell them, I tell, I tell my dudes, ask her to go to go have coffee. Let's go to Starbucks and have coffee. Let's get to know each other. And they're like, oh, he can't take me to, he can't take me to uh, uh Prime Capital Grill. Then you already know it's not the value of a person is not how much I spend on you. The value of a person is how much time I give you to get to know you. That's what the true value is. The true value is how much time am I willing to spend, invest in getting to know who you are. That's how you know that I put value in who you are. Not how much money I spend on you. Because look at it, y'all. Let's keep it a buck. Somebody that's got money going to Capitol Grill spending $300, then he's, he, he hasn't sacrificed anything. It's nothing. It's nothing. Because I have money. I didn't sacrifice anything, but time is the one thing you can't get back. And if I'm willing to sacrifice my time for you, I'm willing to sacrifice my life for you, a piece of my life. You get me? So the question is, true value is, how much time am I willing to give of my life to give to you to get to know who you are? Mm. My message is a little bit different, man. Everybody, everybody, we out here fucked up, man. I ain't gonna lie. People are fucked up. And we got here relationship coaches out here who ain't even in no relationship. I, ain't, I mean, I ain't tripping off that. <laughs> I ain't even tripping off that. But you ain't even in no, they ain't even in no relationship and they out here giving advice and they don't know what the fuck a good relationship is. Mm. That's just like, that's just like somebody, you want to be a millionaire and you talking to a broke motherfucker about giving you, about giving you getting money. So what I'm saying, these people out here, they, they out here, they see me. They don't, they, nobody, nobody, none of them ever asked me to be on their part. I don't care. I don't need them. You know what's crazy because. I'm not stopping. My listen. marketing person is saying stop. I'm not stopping. Listen. No, we, we, let, let, no, 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 let, let him finish this. Go ahead. Let you me finish, finish this. this. Go ahead. The thing is, I'm not saying you have to have a great relationship to be a relationship coach. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is this. What I am saying is there is some validity to somebody who is doing what you want done. There's validity to that. All right? And th now there is merit in, okay, let me show you what not to do. There's merit in that. But damn it, if you ain't no millionaire, you keep telling me how you failed at all these business. I get all that. Show me how you get to the millions. Yeah. Show me how to get to the relationship. Me and my wife almost went to divorce court. She my best fucking friend. Mm. Y'all, listen, I could not work with women, do this without her. I wouldn't want to. The day I bought a trip to us to go into Jamaica, right? She hit me. She's like, the balance do. I like, well, just use the card that you got. She's like, I just wanted to ask you just to make sure, because that's the kind of relationship we got. And I thought to myself, as I was getting ready for this podcast, I was like, God, I thank you. Because, because the fact that I am blessed enough to be able to give this woman what she desires. Am I a simp? I don't give a fuck. Yes, call me that. Because I got one woman that I love and I will give her the world. But this woman allows me to go out here and make money and plenty of it by supporting me. When I go sell my stuff, she done sold more books for me than I have on my own. And so we got this game twisted, man. We got, the, we got this shit fucked up. I'm just going to be real with you. We got it fucked up. Got the game fucked up. Yeah, it fucked up. Got the game fucked up. 
All right. Yeah, they're gonna throw me out the studio. No, no, it's funny you talking about the relationship coaches and and not you know necessarily been in a successful relationship or relationship at all. And it's funny because um, if I you know and we you know we employ we pay for coaches and I would not pay for not one coach that was not doing exactly what I wanted to do or is, was exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah. But it's funny because it's plenty of relationship coaches that are are not quite doing that. Now this thing I don't have nothing against them. Because a lot of, I feel like the message makes sense. It does. It seems to be accurate. This seems to also be getting people help. But me personally, if I'm looking for a relationship coach, me personally, yeah. I'm going to have to, hey, I, where's your wife? Let's see some photos of you, you and your wife and your, your happy family because this is what I'm trying to get. Right. But, you know, to each his own. Yeah, shit. First of all, I done see some, some married relationship coaches I still wouldn't have. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, God, right. 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 And, and, and you don't have right. to be right. married. You don't have to be married, though. It's some healthy. Yeah, a healthy relationship. Some healthy. You don't have to be married. I mean, cause you. I mean, let's look at it, man. You can. Do, you got. You got niggas out there. You know, find out you cheat on the wife, and you know, <laughs> I ain't calling no names. Call a name, goddamn it! Right, right, right. Call right. no, this, this nigga Derek Jackson out here. I don't even know him. I mean, listen. I'm gonna. I mean, fuck it. Let's tell the truth, y'all. Fuck it. Listen. If I'm out here fucking somebody, it's gonna appear. <laughs> somebody gonna tell somebody. Yeah. Listen, I fucked my wife and I said, my wife sucked my dick and I don't care who else knows. And I'm not trying to say, I'm saying, listen, I got a relationship that I love. I got a relationship. They can find some dirt on me. You might not like me, but I don't owe you no fucking money. You might not like me, but I ain't fucked nobody you know before. And so what I'm saying is, yes, people don't like me. I don't give a fuck about calling no names. I don't just use their name just because I want to down them. I don't want to down them. But I mean, he, I guess he had to rebuild his brand. But I get it. I mean, I could be out with my boys in Vegas. We go to Vegas every year. But they know, I mean, I see these fine-ass women. And I'm looking. <laughs> Damn, she fat. Hey, man, you want to smoke a cigar? I ain't got it. Listen, it's not like I don't see them. It's not like I don't see them. It's not like they're not attracted to me. I'd be a damn lie and say if I said they weren't attractive. They are attractive. These women are attractive. But you know what I got? I got one saying, and I'm going to give it to y'all. I'm going to give y'all put some game on. When I coach men, I got a saying. It's two words. Then what? Then what? So I tell them, man, I said, listen, that pussy probably good, ain't it? Yup. I said, you want her, don't you? Yep. I said, man, boy, she, ooh-wee. <laughs> I said, now, beforehand, before you hit that, because you can, I want you to do what, I want you to say these words to yourself, then what? Now, after you get it, after your wife find out, because she's going to find out eventually, maybe two, three years, or she's going to see some video, see, it's going to come out, then what? When you lose your kids' respect, then what? When you lose your money, because she's going to be on your job, she's going to be inboxing everybody you know, then what? And then when all the friends, when everybody know you've been exposed, then what? Then what? I just want you to think about that before it happens. Most of us don't think about that before it happens. We think about it after it happens. So I just put, so for myself, when I see these fine women, I say, then what? And then what? Then what? <laughs> then what? Because now, what am I going to do? I'm out here hitting this and that. My wife going to find out. I'm in the public's eye, Right? I'm in the public side. I told my boy, right, my best friend, I told him, I said, listen, dude, I said, the truth is, if I ever act up, 
If I ever act up more than I, you know, if I see him and I ever act up, I said, listen, knock my ass out. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm serious. Keep me accountable hold because comment. hold me accountable to the standard I've created. Because anybody can get got. Facts. Anybody. Make no mistake about it, because it's bigger than physical. This is spiritual, too. Because how many, how many people want somebody like me to fail? The enemy says, yeah. How many people can we fuck up with this one dude? Mm-hmm. You feel me? So what do I have to do? I got to put layers in. So I hang around my wife, know about every woman that's in my life. Daphne in my life right there, my wife knows she with me. My wife know we going to do what we going to do. What you hide will divide. That's a ball right there. I like that one. What you hide will divide. Fellas, he put y'all on some Crazy. game. Crazy. On a whole framework <laughs> of thinking right there. The and, and then the guys, yeah. what? I like that, man, Coach. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming up here and dropping and spitting this man, game with thank us, you, man. man. Y'all just let me be me. Just yeah. Talk, talk, oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh, no. Listen, that's the only way we want you, Ken. Yeah, we got some big ideas, too. So when we get that, that new set popping. Oh, yeah. We're going to have you back. It's going to be crazy. You know, this, man, this, this is the very thank first time. having me back, man. I appreciate it. And, and, and here's what I want you to do, though. I want you to talk to the people. I okay. want you to let them know what you got going on. Okay. I want you to let them know how they can get in contact with you. That camera let right there. them know. All right. Um, listen, y'all. If any of this, is I've said, it resonates with you, um, whether you're a man or, or a woman, I want you to follow me at Coach Coach Ken, K-E-N, last name Canyon, C-A-N-I-O-N. And follow me. I'm on every platform. Um, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, everywhere. Follow me. I am creating this membership community called the Relationship Academy. It's all things relationships, anything, whether it's healing, whether it's dating, whether it's you in a marriage and it ain't working, whether it's conflict resolution, we're going to do it all. I got other coaches in there and I'm bringing in therapists because I want people, I believe, I still believe in love. Listen, I believe in love. And look, look me up and um, let's chat. And if you need to book a discovery session to figure out where you are, you need some help navigating that, go to um, coachkencanyon.com and we'll get it done. Bada boom! Coach Ken, look, I appreciate your time. Appreciate, you, my appreciate your Bye. energy. Appreciate your game. Yeah, you and I appreciate up, y'all too. <laughs> Listen, make sure y'all subscribe to this channel. We are back, baby. We are on the tube and we growing this thing. So make sure y'all subscribe. And I appreciate you guys for tuning into another episode of Harley Initiated. We are out. <laughs>